Clapping's messing my head up, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I was, was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks anyways. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey, then I take a nap. Thanksgiving. Is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. That's right. Turkey with gravy. Broadcasting from the live network studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the record, <clears throat> Daryl Strawberry was not traded by the Mets. He signed as a free agent. So, Adam Sandler, got to get your facts right. Okay, and I don't know about Mike Tyson giving the girl VD. That's a totally different issue, but it's funny that that line made it in. You fan of the Thanksgiving song? Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big Adam Sandler person at, at all. I just, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I know, I have a very strange sense of humor. And when it comes to these Saturday Night Live guys, like, I mean, I like those movies. They were okay. Like, I saw Happy Gilmore once. Yeah, was it? Like, like, it's just, no cult classic for you? No, no. And no like Billy annual Madison's Billy Madison watch? I do like the Big Daddy one. For yeah. some reason, that one was carried a little bit. I could watch that a few times. Let's I don't know what else. What, I know there's one big one I'm missing here. Yeah, 51st Dates with uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, it's okay. Again, well, uh, oh, Wedding, Wedding Singer, Singer was good. That was a good one. Wedding Singer's his best movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, um, gosh, what was there? was another one. Like Waterboy. Uh, it's funny. I saw one. Oh, Waterboy's good. Here's the problem with Adam Sandler and, and, and any of these people who talk about, hey, listen, it's a business. Who am I to say they're selling out? Here, here's the thing. If you do a certain amount of stuff that's good, right? But then you do shit twenty times in a row afterwards. I. To e. me, Eddie Murphy. It takes away from your the good. Yeah, I, I can't just say all right. Well, the guy did 
seven good movies to start his career, and he had two funny songs. All right, we've talked about One this song a million he times, but drink. we'll reset it. And even though it's Thanksgiving, so let's not Happy crap Thanksgiving, all over. Everybody. Let's not crap all over Adam Sandler for Thanksgiving. He happens to be a personal hero of mine. I know, I Drew. I'm, so, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, just, <laughs> I know you love him. I, I, I do. I do. Opinion. You know but, how but, I feel but, already. But, but here, I, I know that. But here's what I'm going to say in his defense. For starters, when you get uh, Dave Matthews syndrome, okay? Yeah. It's very hard to be that level of creative. There's not that many people that have that many classics in them. They get them out, and then, and then it's, and you then know, and then it's stop, like, though. you but can't that's what I'm stop. stop. You, you have to feed a family and a machine. Somebody comes to you and says, we'd like you to develop All a right. show now. So this is so what I disagree with. This is what I disagree maybe with. Maybe it's not good, but it's also maybe not your taste. And I'll say this. You know what his most successful thing is? The number one thing that's made him the most money of anything oh, you're producing. talking about. No, oh, not at all. Uh, number one. I think the movies that he makes. Hotel oh, Transylvania. Netflix? No. Hotel Transylvania made $380 million at the box office, which he's the main guy from, the main voice of, and the main producer, and all of the kids' characters in it are like David Spade and whatever else. Two, Grown Ups was a huge success. Oh I'm not, off. It was for 13-year-olds. It was a yeah. movie made for 13-year-olds, okay? But I'm just saying, it made a I, fortune I, I, at the I, box office. I, I just get to a point where I have to, if I'm have to judge these people as artists, Drew, right? <laughs> Do I really, am judge I judging this guy work. based on his, ba- but when you ask me, what are you a fan of Adam, Adam Sandler? Yes. Am I supposed to say, well, you know what? The guy banked this much money in the last day. I don't yeah. care. Have integrity. million Elvis Th- fans can't let, let, be let's wrong. Talk, let's talk about a guy we both admire, okay? Okay. <laughs> Howard Stern, right? Yes. Okay. Where is Howard Stern his worst? When he's a two-minute bit guest on a on a When thing. he's doing anything but his radio show, yes. right? When he's on AGT, when anything. he's on... Because it, it wears you down for the... Do what you're good at. Adam said, you're good at college student type age slapstick comedies make one every four years if that's what you're good at you'll make them you'll still make plenty of money you've already made a fortune i don't know you, i you, thought you, he tried to you water down your brain. i also think his last uh sam special was awesome so you know 100 fresh was hilarious so there and he's great stand-up do you his, know his who phil selman is you don't know Phil Selman? No. The, the reason I bring up Phil Selman is he's usually a guy that you would introduce me to. He's, <laughs> he's one of these comedians that's been around since like the Forever. 80s. He's a comedian's comedian. He actually used to book these guys. He's the first guy to book Sandler, the first guy to book uh, Ray Romano. Okay. Uh, and anyway, he was telling a story about how um, him and Sandler early, early on, he, 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 he abuses Sandler because he's like that guy. He's, he's one of those guys that's always asking about you. Right. But he never like right. really actually, actually calls, calls you know, you. or throws you, you know. Right. And, How's and, Phil doing? Like through. And Sandler work. has this reputation for always getting his buddies work, and, and you sure. know, because he puts him in his movies and all. Yes. And, you know, Sullivan's like, yeah, he he was my buddy too, but like since I'm not Kevin James, like as if Kevin James needs help getting work, like as if David Spade needs help getting work, like these guys are already. Hugely successful. Sounds to me like he's a bitter comedian exactly. that's not getting exactly. It's exactly the, what the it's recognition exactly of what once having known Adam Sandler. So he tells this story okay. where it was him and Sandler, and they're down in uh, Maryland doing a show. Okay. Er- early early on in as Sandler's like on the rise, okay? Yeah. So the two of them, they're like, you know, shacking up and, and doing whatever, you know, sharing a, you know, sharing a place and doing, doing shows. 
So they go, uh, they go do the show, and he gets the crab cakes, right? He's down in Maryland. He's like, I got to get the crab cakes, right? Okay. So he gets the crab cakes. <laughs> he gets food poisoning from the crab cakes. <laughs> He's puking up his guts. The owner of the place is like, you drunk comedian getting sick. He's like, it's your effing crab cakes, lady, right? Sandler goes out that night by himself and lands 10 chicks. Ten chicks. Brings them back to the place. This guy's in the room, like, puking. Get up the next day. They both go their separate ways. He's like, that was my moment. Like, that night, me and Sandler, partying. We would have bonded. We would have been buddies. He would have put me in all those movies. I could have ridden his coattails. And now I'm Phil (laughs) still because he got the crab cake. Should have ordered the goddamn crab cakes. He got the crab cakes. Yeah, man, that's a tough story. He didn't get the Sandler bonding night. No, like it never. And it from never there, happened. like never manifested itself. The other thing that could have easily happened, Phil, not to burst your bubble, is you could have attempted to have that bonding night and fallen flat on your face and never gotten that relationship with him. Uh, there were probably, right. I'm guessing, I don't know, 150 to 300 guys or girls that he came in contact with in similar circumstances, on the road, doing stand-up for that length of time, they're not all riding his I know, but don't you just love that there's a guy out there that's beating himself to death for the the last 30 years because he ordered the crab cakes? You know, anytime somebody mentions (laughs) crab cakes to that guy, it's a sore subject. Let me tell you about crab cakes, buddy. Crab cakes ruined my life. Yeah, well, I told you once, and I'll tell the podcast again, my dad was once offered to invest a decent amount of money in Carlos Slim's Mexican telecom company which would have made him one of the richest men in America. Probably dead from drug cartels, but because he's not a hard fella. But anyhow, welcome to episode 137 of the Quiz of Trivia podcast. Supposed to be the Thanksgiving episode, but hey, that was, what's that to be <laughs> I don't for? know, man. That was about the best uh, nine-minute non-Thanksgiving <laughs> tangent you can get to. <laughs> Carlos Slims mentioned... Uh, it doesn't get better than that. So, and I, we're we're on a pitch count tonight we, too. I, so. We are, dude, and I got uh, basically Thanksgiving trivia for you. Isn't that exciting? All right, I so. will do my best to battle back with uh, my normal routine of stuff. Uh, okay, so um, let's uh, start out with a true or false question, Nick. I've been asking you for weeks and weeks and weeks, stupid, ridiculous questions, and it's like, I don't know, could this possibly be true? Did this guy invent this? Joe Pilates invent there is freaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're all dumb, and it's the most fun thing that I can think of to try to find each week. So, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I'm going to start you off with a true or false question, Nick. True or false? The wobbly red piece of flesh at the top of a beak of a turkey is called a snood. Uh, seems like it. Could we all be know what it is. We've all seen it. It's, it's a dis- horrendous. It is disgusting. I don't really. understand it. I don't want to know the details of I, what it I, I does, but I do want to know what it is called. Made the turkey. He is like, I am going to make this bird. It's going to be more Freaking, delicious than any bird. It is going to be by a mile. So ridiculous. And we're going to make this thing. You ever seen these things attack so people? So ugly, so uh, that nobody ever feels bad. Just snapping the neck. Even children let's are stop. like they, <laughs> I don't they, they don't even. I don't want to even, even think about it. It is delicious. I don't want to know. I don't want to actually relate it. Who was the president who was parted in the turkey? It's in my were, quiz. They were interviewing him, and in the back, they were slaughtering the turkey. Oh, that's funny. Was it Obama? I don't know, but that's funny. 
I'm pretty sure they're interviewing Obama. Yeah, the party. They're breaking the, the neck. Back, they're just, literally cracking the neck. turkeys as he's, being, <laughs> as he's being interviewed. Look away, kids. <laughs> this one is nature. Great, one of the great Thanksgiving moments. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll say it's true. It is. Uh, it is called the snood. Is there a better name you can come up with, sir? Do we call it? Is that the gobbler or like what? The I gobbler know, is the sandwich from. Wawa. I read that. I was like, that doesn't even seem real. <laughs> <laughs> it's like most Why? people will what not believe that. That's... Thing it's like having your. Uh, what's that thing? That appendicite. It's like having your appendix hanging off your nose. All right. So you know how like peacocks. Yeah. Chub up to mate. Right. The snood increases. Is that the? Uh... I don't know, but I just made that up. It seems like it should be the case <laughs> though. I'm giving you. The turkey has the snood. Oh, how foul is that? It even sounds disgusting. All right, I can't even hold my anticipation to see if you see this or not. Okay. Who recently admitted to eating over uh, 40 pizzas in the last 30 days? <laughs> I have no idea. It, it, it did not make my radar. I'm so I, I happy for you. I know you're on Twitter a lot, so this is all over the No, place. I'm so happy it didn't make it on uh, So uh, Oprah? So... There's a guy who's still a little uh, butthurt about losing his company to his board. And he's oh, out. Papa John's? Papa John's. <laughs> Has he eaten so 40 pizzas in 30 days? <laughs> he got what interviewed by some local TV station. Son of a bitch. And they threw like a spotlight on this guy. He's bright red, sweaty. <laughs> and he's talking about like all the people that should go to jail for what they did to him and all. And he goes, he's talking about how the quality's down. <laughs> and he goes, I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Let me tell you, the quality is just not there. Like, dude, eating 40 pizzas in 30 days? What are you doing? Thanksgiving's coming. I'm about, uh, well, all right, so there's... Damn, I, I, I'm just going to throw you're these out there. You're worth $800 million I and had, ate 40 I had pizzas in 30 a, days? I had a perfect leading question to that, and even though it's entertainment, I'm just going to give it to you yeah, now because we're go. on a top pitch yeah, count, so why go. not? What go. family's Thanksgiving tradition was a pizza? It's an entertainment? Yeah. Oh, man. Could you picture Peg Bundy cooking a turkey? <laughs> Hell no. I'll say the Bundys. You bet. <laughs> yeah. The Thanksgiving pizza. <laughs> the, Thanksgiving. the Bundys waited every single year for the Thanksgiving pizza. They only pizza. had one pizza a year? One pizza, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving pizza? Our pizza place is even One open. night they didn't get it. That was the episode. It, oh, it was the best episode where you learned about the Thanksgiving pizza tradition because he got like caught at work and he couldn't get the pizza and they couldn't even have. I the wonder if that show pizza. holds up. You know, it's a little tough. It's a little uh, bit of a it, tough. It probably watch. doesn't because at it's the time like, we were ten. Yeah, and it, it's very. There was nothing on t- television even. No, close it's to very that. over the top. It tries to be very much in the spirit of almost like Airplane. You know what I mean? It's like absurd. It's. it's Do you think that Peg Bundy was poorly cast for that? No. Katie Segal, is she that her name? Fine. No, she was great. Because didn't it seem odd that he, like, found her to be revolting? No, that wasn't the point. I mean, the point was is the that funny, she was moderately it... attractive and that he's been with her so long he can't stand her. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's the that point. The point right? That's the point. It's not about how good looking Because as a kid, I remember He was a high like, school he- that football bad. hero, man. Four touchdowns like for Paul Kai in a single football game. This store. It doesn't seem like she's that bad. No, right. I get that, but that's the point. Haven't you ever heard the expression that regardless of how good looking somebody oh, yeah, is, there's somebody this. somewhere that's sick of her bleep? That was Peg Bundy. That's her whole character. She drives him crazy. She takes. She doesn't work. 
She barely raises the kid. She doesn't takes every clean, dollar he has, cook, right. and all she does is complain. And she, yes, she's ridiculous in terms of her sex drive, and that even drives him crazy because <laughs> he can't keep up. He's old. He's tired. He works at a shoot store. He's not interested. He's had it a thousand times. You understand? I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm trying to channel <laughs> Al Bundy for you. Uh, All right, so I love, the, I, I love when there's a new decade uh, because of the trivia that you get. Yes, you start to get decade trivia. Oh, my God. I can't believe how one day I just woke up and it's like almost every music clip we've done is irrelevant. Like now it's like you better get the last six years worth of stuff starting to cycle quickly because kids now, they have no idea. I play the most popular stuff from the 90s or early 2000s. They have no idea. Avril Lavigne. Uh, who? Who is that? Maroon 5. What? Like, that's oh, where right, we're at. Right, like Maroon 5 is old. is old. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. Well, did you see who won? Well, this question goes right into that statement. Did you see who won Artist of the Decade at the American Music Awards? I didn't. Um, Artist of the Decade. I think it was just a couple nights ago. Is it somebody like uh, The Weeknd or... Artist of the Decade. It's way, way... Like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Yeah. You know Very old, original, folks. Do you know how old Taylor Swift is? 24? 23? She turns 30 next week. She turns 30? Next week. Oh. Or two weeks, something like that. You know, in December. At some point in December, she's going to be 30 I, I kind of stopped aging her when she was like 23, but now she's just an old lady. Yeah, so it's not really a bad... When I first, when I first saw it, I was we're, like... We're starting Swift, to hone in the on decade. the time, Nick, where I she's can shoot my shot. Years old. We're starting to hone in on the time where I could shoot my shot. I got eleven year distance. Yeah, you need you need like she, you want to really to get married and blow it, and then because right now it'll it'll be just be too. No, no, she's no. Still looking we're, for we're that. like six years away. I yeah. don't know if I want to deal with the marriage. All right, let's move on. This this hypothetical uh, Taylor Swift fantasy is not going to do good for anybody. I wouldn't think she's your type, actually. She's not. Yeah, she seems like the opposite to she's me. She's one hundred percent the opposite of yeah. my type. I like my th- my type is I, I easy. Your type going. is not Taylor Swift. No, no, no. no. Want to move to sports? Okay. Now that we got the oh, snooze. I did see who uh, gave Hammer his nickname. Oh, I knew it was I, somebody. I, I knew it was somebody good. Remember I do. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I do have to say this quick. I, oh, I can't get. We can't do the Thanksgiving episode without making this. Good. Um. All right. So Campbell Soup Company, and a person whose name I'm about to tell you that's the most ridiculous name of all time, but it's great and it's true. Uh, introduced what Thanksgiving dish in the 1950s? Green bean casserole. Bingo, Nick. Do you Ooh. know who the chef who invented it was with Campbell's Soup? You'll never get it in a million years. I'm just but asking. But it's a name that I know? The, no. The dumbest oh. name. This guy's name, oh. or girl's name, I really don't know. Dorcas Riley. Dorcas. Dorcas. Full on. I looked it up twice, making sure there wasn't a typo. Dorcas Riley invented uh, the green bean casserole. I could have gone true or false with that. And the fact that your name was Dorcas and you achieved anything, good for you, right? I mean, you. I I just felt like that was too stupid to even ask you. True or false, Dorcas. Dorcas Riley, Riley invented the green. Yeah, bean that would have angered me. I, I, <laughs> I mean, right? I like the snood question better. I, I, I thought that was a little fair. <laughs> but I did have to tell you that Dorcas Riley did invent the green bean casserole. And honestly, that goes right up there. All right, we're in sports? Yes, we are. All right, so uh, Hammer, MC Hammer, got his nickname from Reggie Jackson. Oh, the one who, well, so if you're going to get an Oakland A to give you a nickname, that'd be the one. 
All right, let's go with this one here. Who has an NFL leading? This question is interesting to me. Not necessarily because the answer to the question, but because of a stat that I have to go along with it. So listen to this. Okay. Who's, who leads the NFL since 2015 with 27 interceptions? Now, does that seem about right to you since 2015, 27 interceptions, most in the NFL? Does that sound right? Thrown. No, no, no. No, no. no. What, like? As a defender? Yeah, as a defender. Somebody has made 26 interceptions. 27 interceptions since 2015. A single player. Single player. Has picked off 27 passes since, since 2015. Yes. Okay. Does that sound? Seems very high, but okay. Okay, so listen to this. Yeah. 11 more than anyone else. Right. That's why. So seems- number two has had 16 picks. That makes sense. Number one has had 27. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a member of the infamous Legion of Boom. It is not. Ooh. Well, then I'm off. Is it a Patriot? I wonder if this could be in the category of, like, I could give you ten guesses and you yeah. wouldn't get it. Because you're already you're, you're sniffing around. And Stephon Gilmore is the first thing because I nope. put those guys off my radar. So it's a corner, not a safety, or a safety, not a corner. I need that. Cause that's it's a corner. A, okay. Uh, much harder. <sighs> Marcus Peters. You got it. There you go. Nicely done. Okay. Well, he's fresh on my mind. He did it last night, right. and they traded him, and he's got a crap ton of picks. But, like, 11 more than anybody else? Yeah, he was a first-round pick in 2015 by the Chiefs, and he's already been on his third team. Though. I feel like he's an unlikable. There must be because so, he went to Michigan State. I loved him coming out of college, and then I don't he, know why he got he's kicked not out. More of, of, he got kicked out of school. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a totally unlikable person, but he's on the right team now. So who had him first? Was he a Bills? Chiefs. No. Oh, Chiefs. First-round pick of the Chiefs. Chiefs and, had and he was him. traded to he had the eight Rams. Picks yeah. back in 2015. It's fantastic. And then uh, he's a world-class player. They they spent a fortune to so get where did Jaylen he go Ramsey. before the Rams? He went from Chiefs to Rams? Chiefs to Rams. Okay. Yeah, he's Chiefs to Rams to Ravens. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Big Get Shot. it done last night. Yeah, he went to um to Washington. Oh, he didn't go to Michigan State. No, Washington. Okay. Yeah, he, he was kicked out of the Washington program. Okay. Um. Okay, so uh, two of the greatest uh, gaffes and one of the greatest games of all time happened on Thanksgiving, Nick. So these are my three questions in sports. Two of the greatest gaffes and one of the greatest games of all time. So the first question, what infamous football play happened on Thanksgiving Day 2012 in a 49-19 NFL rivalry game? Uh, uh, Say it again. What infamous football play happened on Thanksgiving Day 2012 in a 49-19 NFL rivalry game? Infamous play? Infamous play. Am I hearing that right? Yes. All right, well. This play has a name. Oh, okay. This play has a name. Yeah, like the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This play has a name. All right, so I can narrow it down to Cowboys or Lions, and I need to think of a play. Oh, no, it was the game that happened after those two games. How could I forget? (laughs) (laughs) The infamous butt fumble. Yes, sir. The end of a career. 
it's like after you fumble you know from how the like butt, you know you how like certain uh, certain holidays or haunting memories <laughs> for people right for home me, on Thanksgiving every Thanksgiving for me this is, is right a around the time of the butt, butt fumble a 49 to 12 des- or 49 19 destruction to the New England Patriots where Mark Sanchez took a snap fumbled it right into the ass of his own or like literally just shoved right into the ass of his own lineman and just fumbled the ball and it was humiliation to the I mean imagine being an actual Lions fan who has dealt with just nothing but like waking up every Thanksgiving to a loss or some horrible thing happening and then going on with your holiday but I mean at least you only have that one oh man but fumble bad oh, memory that's a bad one though all right, my back-to-back bad memories, and I'll take yours so that we can move on to my last one before we end it. Okay. Uh, this one is Dallas Cowboys, right? So uh, I think you'll get this, but the Dallas Cowboy that slid in the snow touching a live football and costing the Cowboys a victory on Thanksgiving Day versus the Miami Dolphins. One of the also the most famous gaffes in NFL history. So You're but not Fumble giving a year won. for this? Nope. I think it was the early 90s. Okay, just read it for me one more time. Name the Dallas Cowboy that slid in the snow touching a live football and costing the Dallas Cowboys a victory on Thanksgiving versus the Miami Dolphins. Do you ever remember watching this? I saw it live. I remember watching it. It's not ringing a bell. So I think what happened was... uh, I'll just say... I'll just throw a guess. Is it a defender? Yes. Okay. Um... And I'm going to give you a clue since you're, you, you don't okay. have it. Okay. Right. So this same guy made a massive mistake again in a Super Bowl for the same team. And the team that they played in that Super Bowl was the Buffalo Bills. Okay. <clears throat> Last name Brown? Nope. Williams? Nope. <clears throat> I don't have it. All right. Leon Lett. Leon Lett. Yep. He's the one who started celebrating before the touchdown and got stripped. <laughs> by Don Beebe in the Super Bowl. Yes. Did, did they win that Super Bowl like by, by like 40, 40 though? Points. So yeah, it's yeah, not, it didn't it, matter. It goes down as a bonehead play, but it, it wasn't. Right, it just goes down as Don Beebe was down 30 points, and he cared enough to, to go 50 yards to strip the ball and try to prevent that fat, you know. Don Beebe, what was with that dude's helmet? I don't know. He didn't even wear one. He was wearing a leather helmet. Um, but what was interesting about the Leon Lett play against the Dolphins is, so the Cowboys punted, okay, and uh, I, I essentially the ball just went down to, like, the two-yard line, um, and the game was over. All he had to do, this guy comes sprinting down the field like a maniac and slid about four yards right into the ball, making it a live ball. Right and the dolphin and uh, the dolphins recovered. Uh, oh, right like, at the two. Right at the two. Oh my! Did he? Did he? He couldn't stop himself, or he did it on per- like. You're talking about a 300 pound man run at full speed, puts on the brakes in the snow, and then he just slid. Yeah. Or was he trying to yeah. get the ball? The, do- the dolphins had punted. Right. Right. So he was on the blocking side of this. Right. <laughs> so he gets back. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, they're just, Dolphins are all letting the ball get down. The ball's, like, basically dead. Here comes this 300-pound maniac sliding straight into the ball, <laughs> turning it live. The Dolphins recover at the two and win the game. All right. That looks like a clip we might want to check out. Oh, it's absolutely awesome. That one of the fun. best memories ever. So give me a sports question, and we'll do my last one, move on to some geography, history, and entertainment. I have only one entertainment question and one geography, history question. So this will work well. All right. Two for 10, all three for 20 on this one. Name 
the three quarterbacks with the most career wins that have never won a championship. NFL. Name the three NFL quarterbacks with the most career wins that have never won a championship. Dan Marino is on the list. Number one. Zero championships for my arch rival. Only one Super Bowl appearance. Now it gets tricky. It's tough after that. Uh, I'm going to go with Warren Moon. No. Oh. You want a clue on one of the guys? Horse, like Randall I, I, Cunningham? One of the guys went to a ton of them. But Jim Kelly. No, it's not hated. Play long uh, enough. This guy was like one of the top. But before this new quarterback range. Where Fran Tarkenton? Fran Tarkenton, yeah. Vikings, Vikings. four times. Yeah, I would have got And the that. other guy is active. Ah. Matt Schaub? <laughs> <laughs> What's he got, about 19 Mark wins? Sanchez? <laughs> he is... Top 10 of most road victories yeah, in, in uh, playoffs. Yeah. Sanchez. Crazy. Disturbing. I couldn't even enjoy it. He was like those close games. to the top when he, because yeah. he won like six road playoff games. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. Give it. Phil Rivers. Oh, yeah. That certainly makes sense. The guys. Oof. 10 and <laughs> 6 every year. Oh, somebody asked me yesterday uh, at Quizzo, uh, why is your fantasy team named Cromartie's Kids? So I go, go look up how many kids Cromartie has. He goes, what has he got, five kids or something? It's like, just go look it up. So the guy's like sitting on the bar. He starts like Google searching. He goes, oh, my God, he's got five? He's got nine? Wait, oh, my God, he's got 11? No, 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 that's not a current article. <laughs> oh, my God, he's got 14 kids? Yeah, he's got 14 yeah, 14 kids. 14, 14 kids. children. That's why I'm Cromartie's kids, bro. He's going to be playing for the Dallas Renegades this year <laughs> in the XFL. 14 to children. 14. 14. And guess oh, what? The Can headline of the article Can that he, he saw. Him? No. No. The headline <laughs> of the article was Antonio Cromartie explains why parenting is easy, in quotes. It's 14 children. He's going to explain to me why parenting is easy. I saw him try to name them when he had half that many. Right. And it <laughs> he didn't, didn't even go close. well. No, the nine <laughs> he, took him two minutes and 23 seconds. I like seconds. the way you said it. He didn't get close. <laughs> that was the way. Uh, that was the way to put a cap on it right there. Let's move. But we have immortalized him forever. All right. Uh, well, I got to ask this last one because oh, this, yeah, this is the most sorry. important sports question. Uh, give me the either of the undefeated college football teams that played in 1971's Game of the Century on Thanksgiving. Just a guy named one of them? Yeah. Stanford. Nope. <laughs> Game of the Century, 1971 on Thanksgiving. Two undefeated college football powerhouses played the game, and it was called the Game of the Century. Don't ask Michigan? me who won. Nope. It was Nebraska, Oklahoma. Uh, so you didn't. You didn't. I have That's no right. idea. No worries. Let's do geography history. Uh, I didn't. I just learned about it. I wasn't alive. All right, who was the first U.S. senator elected president? Ooh. For only doing, doing one in this category, I'm going to hit you. Ever? The first U.S. senator elected president. Holy hell. Eh, tough one. <laughs> Quincy Adams. Ah, uh, Monroe. Ah. Monroe. You know who's a pretty good president? <laughs> James, James Monroe. Monroe. <laughs> I should have gone right there. <laughs> That should have been the first one that I went to. Sorry. Darn it. Tough one. No, it's an awesome one. I only had one shot at it. All right, I'll fire back at you. Okay. Nick, give me the first president to pardon a turkey. 
the first president to pardon a turkey. <laughs> All right. I happen to know a lot about. We've witnessed one murdered live behind a pardoning. Like, for instance, Lincoln was a big proponent of the reason we have Thanksgiving. Because during wartime, he thought it was important. Do you think so, he talked very officially with everything he said? Well. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like a frivolous no. use of the English language when it came nope. to Lincoln. But I'm still going to move on from Lincoln. And then the next kind of big president, when I think of Thanksgiving, FDR. Mm, I'm going to say it's somebody less known. I'm going to go with Warren Harding. Ronald freaking Reagan. Wow. That tradition started when we were kids. All right. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Born when we were children. I, the only reason I went so early was I thought if it was sure. somebody more recent, I would have known it. Right. Uh, at that time. I was so shocked. I, I was digging in that because I've read countless things. Full disclosure. Thanksgiving Most trivia, questions I ask Nick, stuff. I ask him because I did not know the answer. So it's, you know, I'm certainly not saying like, oh, look at look what I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, like, I just, really? I thought I would have known that. Nah. Crazy. Crazy. But All good right, for right. you, Reagan. Let that turkey off the hook. All right, entertainment. Well, I'm going to let By the way, last live. week you, you, you did ask the best Thanksgiving movie. Ah. You're right. It's planes, trains, and automobiles. It's not the, even close. The only thing close, maybe the big chill. I have the proof. And son-in-law. That's my I only question. Th- those were the... Uh, <laughs> Those are the those are the only things that <laughs> son-in-law is a very guilty pleasure. Oh, but it's I a good like movie. It. Yeah, Any, anybody who hey, like Paulie Shore. Hasn't seen I know uh, Nick sh- crapped all over Adam Sandler for I the like first Pauly seven Shore, minutes, though, but, but I, we I, like you, Paulie yeah, Shore. Because like you, you know why? We know he listens. Guy to this made podcast. one movie. No, he made three. Two. Sorry, he made three. He made three, and they were all kind of the same thing, but it was all fine. They were all fine. He might even have made a fourth we're willing to overlook it, but he got out right after that. Yeah. That was it. He went away. People were like, you got to stop making these movies. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. The highest, uh, what is the highest grossing adaptation of a Stephen King novel? Ooh. It. You got it. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, that that has just been a powerhouse. The 2017 It. Was that the highest grossing horror movie of all time, too? Right now or something? Uh, could could or be. Highest opening, I know. Highest had. opening, right, probably so. highest November opening. Yeah, I can't think of it. Plus, I, I the other ones are so early 80s, and they were so niche. You know what I mean? Well, let's say this. I don't think Doctor Strange is going to get there. <laughs> no. I'm good. All right. Is that what it's, it's not even? Is that what it's, oh, it's Doctor, Doctor Sleep. Sleep. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor, Strange Doctor Strange is Marvel, is Marvel Universe, Marvel. but that's okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's like when I did the Gilmore Girls quiz, and I mispronounced uh, Lorelai's name and called her Lorelai. I had about 37 women just go, ah! oh, like that's, it was like hisses in their first. Lorelai's their favorite. <laughs> that's the that's the noise I heard. Like, <sighs> never saw one episode. Me neither. And I'm hosting a show about trivia related to the I show. I wrote the I wrote the <laughs> quiz. How do you think that was? <laughs> I'd rather have hosted than yeah. written. Okay, so here's <laughs> my. Uh, so we had a, a definitive proof: planes, trains, and automobiles. Certainly not even on the list, my man, of the 15 highest-grossing Thanksgiving movies of all time. But I happen to have that list, okay? okay? There's a lot of trivia to get from this. 
So the first uh, question that I'm going to ask you is, can you name the three franchises that have multiple movies in the top 15 Thanksgiving openings of all time? There are three movie franchises that have more than one film. Frozen? No, because not, and I was going to specify, I'll give you four, counting Frozen. Because Frozen just opened, it's okay. going to count. It's the biggest opening ever. Right, 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 okay. And Frozen, by the way, number two all time, Thanksgiving openings. Frozen the two? Origi- no, the original oh, is okay. number two. Well, Frozen two's got to be number one now. It's breaking, Now, but this the, the question everything. is very specifically not counting 2019. Okay. Give me the question one more time. Sorry. There are three movie franchises, not counting Frozen, that have more than one film in the top 15 highest grossing Thanksgiving movies of all time, meaning it opened the weekend before or the weekend of Thanksgiving. Okay. So let's go with... Usually Thanksgiving movies open this weekend, not next weekend. Okay. Does The Grinch... It would count. And it's not on it's there? It's not on there. Because they had that goofy animated one. Yeah. No, it's I not thought on, maybe that one would have got a... And I, that, do, that and I will say done. this. There's a lot of animated films on this list, but none of them are part of the question that I just asked. So Toy Story is out. Yeah, Toy Story 2 is on it, but no other Toy Story. Because right. the others didn't get released in the Thanksgiving. That's what makes it tricky. Yep. The Santa Claus movies. Are they any good? No. The Tim Claus... The Thomas Claus. I, I can't think of a good uh, holiday. Frankenclaws. Fra- uh, is there any holiday franchises on there? Or can I just move on? No. Okay. So I can move on from the holiday franchises. Yes. That was going to stall me. Oh, gosh. Man, it's just, uh, the time of movie releases is just... They are massive I, franchises. It's not like... So it's like... I feel like Star Wars doesn't... Yeah, okay, Star Wars. No. Good guess, though. Harry Potter. Yes. They so got Harry, two more. Harry Potter, The Deathly Hallows Part 1 was released Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was released uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released Thanksgiving weekend. All three I are... I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean is like a summer. You would be correct. Not Not part of this. Jurassic Park? Nope. Another great, summer movie. Great guess, but that's definitely a summer blockbuster. Mm. I mean, Marvel? That nope. universe? Does that nope. count as... I'll give you a clue for one of them. You just asked a question about it in your game about how many of them there were. Hunger Games? Yes. Hunger Games is number one. Twilight? Catching. Yes. All right. There's the other. Well, once There's you got the, the Hunger Games, yeah, Twilight. You got the right target audience. Piece there you go. They just the got Hunger done Games eating all day. Twilight. Now they're going to go cry their their miseries away about Christmas season, thinking about vampires and werewolves. So, yeah, that's. Uh, but the list is interesting. Lots of, uh, <clears throat> lots of Disney-oriented uh, stuff on there, but not necessarily the big, big ones. So what do you got for me to end tonight's Quizzo Trivia Podcast? And uh, I, I got a great question for you. What is the only movie to lose money and also top the box office the year it was released? 
what is the only movie to both lose money and top the box office the year it was released? What? Exactly. How long? Is this like a million years ago? Yes. Ah, God damn it. There's one movie they always talk about that was like the most expensive movie. Yeah, I think it's Cleopatra. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> that movie lost It would have been absolutely, absolutely 100%, my guess, the most expensive, adjusted for inflation movie ever yep. made, Elizabeth it was Cleopatra, Taylor. And it lost money, although it topped the box office the year it was released. It still hasn't made money. <laughs> Still, somebody invested. Is like I invested. Ah, great job! My whole I'm glad you got fortune. that. No, no, that was good. All right, folks, that does it for episode 137 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, everybody. It's called Alice's Restaurant It's about Alice And the restaurant But Alice's Restaurant Is not the name of the restaurant That's just the name of the song And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant You can get anything you want At Alice's Restaurant you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, it was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant. But Alice doesn't live in the restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fotch is a dog. And living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be. And Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. Well, we got there, and there's a big sign and a chain across the dump saying closed on Thanksgiving. And we had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before. And with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one. Till we came to a side road, and off the side of the side road was another 15-foot cliff. And at the bottom of the cliff was another pile of garbage. And we decided that one big pile is better than two little piles, and rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obie. Said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage, and 
wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obey, cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. <laughs> After speaking over for about 45 minutes on the telephone, we finally arrived at the truth of the matter and said that we had to go down and pick up the garbage and also had to go down and speak to him at the police officer station. So we got in the red VW microbus with the shovels and rakes and implements of destruction headed on toward the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one or two things that Obi could have done at the police station, and the first was that he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely and we didn't expect it. Another thing was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again, which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't even counted upon, and we was both immediately arrested, handcuffed. And I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with these handcuffs on. He said, shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car, and that's what we did. Sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the, quote, scene of the crime, unquote. I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this happened here. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in the newspaper story about it. And they was using up all kinds of cop equipment that they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plastic tire track footprints, dog smelling prints, and they took 27 8 by 10 color glossy photographs with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. Took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. After the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in the cell. Said, kid, I'm gonna put you in the cell. I want your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in the cell, but what do you want my belt for? And it said, kid, we don't want any hangings. Said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? Obi said he was making sure, and friends Obi was, cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown. And he took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars, roll out the roll the toilet paper out the window, slide down the roll and have an escape. Obi was making sure, and it was about four or five hours later that Alice, remember Alice? It's a song about Alice. Alice came by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, bailed us out of jail. We went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat and didn't get up until the next morning when we all had to go to court. We walked in, sat down. Obi came in with a 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back each one. Sat down man came in said all rise we all stood up and obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures and the judge walked in sat down with the cni dog and he sat down we sat down obi looked at the cni dog then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and looked at the cni dog 
And then the 27 8x10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and began to cry because Obi came to the realization that it was a typical case of American blind justice and there wasn't nothing he could do about it. And the judge wasn't going to look at the 27 8x10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. And we was fined $50 and had to pick up the garbage in the snow, but that's not what I came to tell you about. Came to talk about the draft. We've got a building down New York City, it's called Whitehall Street, where you walk in and you get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. I went down and got my physical examination one day and I walked in, I sat down, got good and drunk the night before, so I looked and felt my best when I went in that morning. Cause I wanted to look like the all-American kid from New York City. Man, I wanted, I wanted to feel like all, I wanted to be the all-American kid from New York. And I walked in, sat down, I was hung down, brung down, hung up and all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. And I walked in, I sat down, they gave me a piece of paper, said, kid, see the psychiatrist, room 604. And I went up there, I said, shrink, I want to kill. I mean, I want, I want to kill, kill. I want, I want to see, I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead, burnt bodies. I mean, kill, 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 kill. And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And it started jumping up and down with me, and we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. just having a tough time there and they was inspecting injecting every single part of me and they wasn't leaving no part untouched proceeded through and I went finally came to see the very last man I walked in walked in sat down after a whole big thing there and I walked up and said what do you want he said kid we only got one question have you ever been arrested And I proceeded to tell him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre with full orchestration and five-part harmony and stuff like that. And then all the phenomena stopped me right there and said, Kid, did you ever go to court? I proceeded to tell him the story of the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one that stopped me right there and said, Kid, I want you to go over and sit down on that bench that says Group W. Now, kid! And I, I walked over to, to the bench there, and there's, there's Group W is where they, where they put you if you may not be moral enough to, to join the army after committing your special crime and 
There was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking people on the bench there. Mother rapers. Father stabbers. Father rapers. Father rapers sitting right there on the bench next to me. And one, it was mean and nasty and ugly and horrible and crime-fighting guys are sitting there on the bench. And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one, the meanest father raper of them all, was coming over to me. And he was mean and ugly and nasty and horrible and all kinds of things. And he sat down next to me and said, kid, what'd you get? said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $50 and pick up the garbage. <laughs> I said, what were you arrested for, kid? And I said, littering. And they all moved away from me on the bench there to carry a bone, all kinds of mean, nasty things, till I said, and creating a nuisance. And they all came back, shook my hand, and we had a great time on the bench talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping, all kinds of groovy things that we was talking about on the bench. And everything was fine. We were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of things until the sergeant came over, had some paper in his hand, held it up, and said, kids, this piece of paper's got 47 words, 37 cents, it's 58 words. We want no details of the crime, time, crime, and that kind of thing. Got to say, pretend to about the crime, want no arresting officers, name, and that kind of thing. You got to say in the top for 45 minutes, and nobody understood a word that he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench there. I filled out the massacre with the four-part harmony, and... Wrote it down there just like it was And everything was fine And I put down a pencil And I turned over the piece of paper And, and there There on the other side In the middle of the other side Away from everything else on the other side In parentheses Capital letters quoted read the following words. Kid, you rehabilitated yourself. I went over to the sergeant and said, Sergeant, you've got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself. I mean, I mean, I mean that just I'm sitting here on the bench. I mean, I'm sitting here on the group W bench Cause you wanna know if I'm moral enough to join an army Burn women, kids, houses, and villages after being a litter bum <laughs> And left it me said, kid You don't like your kind And we're gonna send your fingerprints off to Washington And friends, somewhere in Washington Enshrined in some little folders and studying black and white of my fingerprints. And the only reason I'm singing you the song now is because you may know somebody in a similar situation. Or you may be in a similar situation. And if you're in a situation like that, there's only one thing you can do. is walk into the shrink wherever you are. Just walk in and say, shrink. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant and walk out. 
You know, if one person, just one person does it, they may think he's really sick and they won't take him. And if two people, two people do it in harmony, they think they're both faggots and it won't take either of them. And if three people do it, can you imagine three people walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out? They may think it's an organization. And can you, can you imagine 50 people a day? I said 50 people a day walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out. And friends, they may think it's a movement. And that's what it is. The Alice's Restaurant Anti-Massacreed Movement. And all you gotta do to join is to sing it the next time it comes around on the guitar. With feeling. So we'll wait till it comes around on the guitar here. Sing it when it does. Here it comes. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. That's horrible. <laughs> One and Warren stuff, you gotta sing loud. You could put a lot. I've been singing the song now for 25 minutes. I could sing it for another 25 minutes. I'm not proud <laughs> or tired. So we'll wait till it comes around again. This time with four part harmony and feeling. We're just waiting for it to come around, is what we're doing. All right now. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Accepting Alice. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.